Watching live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Yeah, they're, they're, I keep telling you guys this that, uh, and it's, it's, to be honest with you, at times it's hard for me to understand how positive and how togetherness the, the locker room is and how, I mean, I, I made a point to our team meeting today. I don't know if I've ever seen a group of defensive players sticking together and fighting and swinging and special teams guy and hustling. I mean, it's a sudden change in their back and, you know, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've really never dealt with a lot of this stuff, but I've had other coaches tell me, say, this is when it gets really bad. This is when offense versus defense and, you know, take care of the effing ball and do this and all that and zero. None of that. Yeah, it's really interesting perspective right there. I, b I believe that he didn't know what that would be like. We've kind of assumed that could be taking place or could happen anyway yeah. because it does happen in NFL locker rooms. But I think once again you're seeing the difference between college and the NFL. Mm -hmm. And one is, well, you're not going to lose to this degree in college. And very few times, like Urban Meyer could have coached for 100 years in college. He wasn't going 2-11. and 11, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and the other part is it's easier to quit in college, have the team quit on you in college, because they're not getting paid. Yep. And these guys have eye in the sky, and everybody's watching, and they wonder if they're going to have a job or they're playing for their next contract. And so, like, it might be a credit to the locker room, and I think it should be. But I think a lot of times you're going to see that anyway because – there's something to play for for these guys, even yeah, if yeah. the wins and losses and playoffs don't add up. Yeah, and that's the thing I've, I've always spoke on is, like, when people want to say, well, this team quit, this team quit, teams don't go out there and just say, hey, you know what, forget this, I'm just not going to give 100% yeah. effort. You know, like, it's just that's that's not how it works on a team. Now, yeah, maybe sometimes guys can be tired or sometimes guys can just, you know, be checked out per less se. Focused. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let's focus. Let's just say maybe the, the preparation is lacking. But to go out there and say, yeah, I'm just going to quit on my team because I just don't feel like this anymore. We're not that good. Forget it. Like, that's that's not how it works. And if there, if there are guys like that, which there might be, spoiler alert, they're not going to be in the league for too long. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and so that's so he's going to get the effort there. Uh, by the way, got to give a special birthday shout-out to Cody. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, a big fan birthday. of the show. Oh, and a fan of you. Apparently, your well, wife. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Now, can I ask you, why were you talking to her, though? Because I wish her happy birthday today. Oh, I got it. Okay. Uh, very oh. nice. In, in the messages or on the, on the wall? Oh, yeah, direct message. See, not necessary, though, right? Yep, see, I'm not a big well, I'm not a fan went, of the wall. Could have jumped right on the wall, though, right? I'm not, not a fan of the wall. Didn't have to slide it in the DMs, though, did you? I, I did. Could have just went on the yeah. wall. I did. Hey, you could have just went on the wall like 100 other people on her wall. And even more why, so. Why do you got to go in the DMs? Even more. Well, it's not the first time. Careful. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. Careful. But so I said, happy birthday. I'll share with you exactly what I said. So just there's no okay. secrets here. Well, I mean, I, I can read it myself. Casey, go and get ready to cut the camera out just in case I have to get physical. Because <laughs> I don't want any evidence getting back to me. There's a waitress that's been very lovely. You can turn away. Don't watch what I'm about to do to Brent Martin if things go south. Yeah, she's turning away. <laughs> now, please listen. Hey, roll on this. I want to be rich. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh, happy birthday, I said. I hope yeah. you have a good day. 
And I can't wait to tell Austin I messaged you this on the show today. <laughs> Sorry, Cody, your oh, birthday hey, is always show hey, content. Look at that. Here's the most important question. Did she hit your back or not? She did. <laughs> she actually said thanks so much. I thought she was going to ignore you. There's a lot of exclamation points. So I think uh, she really appreciate it. And can't wait to hear what he says about it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she's listening. I'm Happy impressed. birthday. Do you have plans yeah. tonight? Or should we not say? Because she might be listening. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, no, I told her, hey, we're going to go out to eat. Let's go out to eat. Because uh, I got my early morning workout, so no workouts tonight. That's so whatever good. she wants to do, Prioritized. Yeah, yep. Um, um, yep, I got the gifts all ready to roll. So. You got gifts. Oh, I got gifts, man. Yeah. Like, uh, will Ronan kind of think this is a big deal or be like, uh, yeah, whatever, I'm watching wrestling and going to No, Ronan's going to think it's a big deal. So Ronan was hell-bent on getting her uh, uh, a, a Baby Yoda uh, stuffed animal. Huh. Um, because well, he wanted that, but he's like, hey, we should we should get this for for mom because That's mom would love smart this. Kid. Oh yeah, but he's like, hey, mom would love this. I go, I don't think mom really cares about Baby Yoda, bud. And, and he's like, oh no, because she thinks he's cute. I'm like, yeah, but I think it's more for you. And, and then he was like, well, yeah, we can, we can share it if you want. So That's awesome. Yeah, man. That's great. Yeah. Uh, is he uh, getting excited for Christmas? He's getting very excited for Christmas. Yep. We uh, we're finishing up some basketball right now, so he's he's going through a little dilemma. Uh, and he's, he's a little nervous about it. So the, the coach, the, you know, it's just like it's at the Duval Charter School. So yeah. it's, it's like an after-school basketball program. All right. But they asked him, because the season's starting pretty soon, they want him to play with, like, the eight- or nine-year-olds. Like, so he's the, only the, seven. Separate. He's seven. Ah, yeah. Stepping and, up in competition. Yeah, that a baby. And, but, but he's nervous because they're, you know, they're big. He's not used to people being bigger than him, kind of <laughs> oh, like yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's a little I intimidated by that. And, like, you know, playing time, he might not be, be able to play as much. But I try to tell him, like, dude, just go out there, have fun, man. Like, who cares? Like, you're, you're playing with, like, this is an honor. Like, you should yeah. accept it and, and be cool with it. I just so. go dribble between their legs, man, and then yeah. dunk on yeah, yeah, Is he talking. dunking yet? Uh, he's not dunking quite yet, yeah, but we're, we're slowly getting there, Brent. We're is slowly he, getting like, there. tall for his yeah. age? Yes. He is. Yes, tall and lanky. So you don't have the problems I have at home. <laughs> no, 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 no. Unfortunately, I can't relate to you on that. You have the like problems I at home when I, when I get, like, a text, hey, I got to 120 pounds. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, and, and like, it like, makes my no, day. it's great. And I'm sitting here saying, well, Rones has been at that for a while. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's awesome for hey, you. Seven. Yeah, hey, yeah it's awesome yeah. for you, though. Love you, Ty. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, but, no, you actually said that he got a new PR on the squat rack, which is Yeah, impressive. that's what I heard. Oh, Ty wouldn't tell me that. Somebody else told me that. Of course, humble. Um, I like it. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. So. Yeah, but 225, which is super impressive. I guess. I, I don't know. I have no idea what good is. Yeah, that's that, that's two plates on each side, man. That's good stuff. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good so, stuff. We keep working. I like it. Ty is actually pretty. I will say this. Like, you can start to, you can tell, like, he's strong. Yeah. Like, for, I mean, I mean, I still beat him up. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not good. But I'm just saying. Not good. Like, you can tell for, like, his, like, pound for pound. Like, I really, no. I genuinely think <laughs> Ty yeah. would be, like, like, I don't know if he would like the sport. I'm power just saying lifting. he'd be a good wrestler. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, power like, lift, I'm telling you, if oh, he weighs 120 lift. and he would squat 225, I, I mean, that's... But that's what's, shit. like, wrestling class? Wrestling class used to be, oh, like, when everywhere. I was in high school, it was, like, 93 and 97 or yep. something, and then 110 is 110, then 125. Does that sound right? I feel like 110 or 115. Yeah, like they're that. all kind of different numbers, but, yeah. But yeah, Ty would be good I, I think he could do, like... Because again, he's not like he's he's pretty strong. I think for the amount of weight he carries, sure. like he's got like, strong hands. Yeah. He's got some muscle on him. He's yeah. putting muscle on him, so that's that part's good. Yeah, but yeah. he has no desire to wrestle. Well, I was gonna say, do you think he's got the mindset? Because I mean, <laughs> well, man, that's trying, the thing. Trying to cut weight and see, like, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to shortchange him. Like yeah. I can tell you this. Like I, I swam. 
I always thought wrestling was really hard, yeah. but I always said, I don't think I'd be that good at it. I'm, I'm not sure I was tough enough. Yeah. Uh, and I also don't know if I'd like to be put in some of the positions from like a claustrophobic point of view. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just years always thought everything. I'd be kind of uncomfortable in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe you get used to it. So I don't think unless you tried and then... I, I also think like wrestling's a tough thing to jump into like later. True. Oh like, yeah. A lot yeah, of kids yeah. that are wrestling, yep. and there, by the way, there's some really good wrestling around here. There is. Uh, doesn't get talked about much, but they usually do it. I think earlier. I think, uh, I, and I don't know that for a fact, but I think it's like eight, ten years old, no, and then they kind of grow into it. Yeah. So whether it's uncomfortable positions, certain amount of toughness needed, the mental toughness to do it, yeah. all that stuff, it's just different. Yeah. And so you got to kind of grow up in that, I think. No, for sure. I mean, you know, having because I, I have friends who are coaches. Um, you know, I mean, we have guys at the gym who obviously grew up wrestling uh, at the collegiate level. And, like, I, I mean, I, I'm safe to say this. Like, yeah, I thought, like, football was tough even in high school. Like, you know, we can come from a pretty storied program that, you know, it's a lot of accountability. It's a lot of hard work and all that good stuff. But, like, because we didn't have wrestling in our school. So, like, looking back on it now, just having, like, dealt with wrestlers and kind of learned their personalities, man, I would say, like, if you're even a high school wrestler and you made it through, oh, yeah. I just think, uh, like, in, in terms off. of athletics, like, you're, you're wired than anybody else in terms of, like, your drive your work ethic like yeah football is impressive swimming uh, yeah impressive cross country even like it, it takes a special type of person you're weird but, but i just think wrestlers man they're in on a, a crazy way a completely different level you're crazy yeah, yeah. and yeah. weird yeah, like in crazy. a very good way yes yes but you are you're oh, different for sure. you are which different. by the way being different is good that's good i love it um, I, I celebrate it yeah so uh that's interesting to think of like what other sport like i could play golf a little bit too but i'm just thinking like what other sport that would be kind of different like i always say this about kaylee i'm a little surprised she never did this uh, but she's had some success at softball, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I think she could play lacrosse. See, I've, and I think I've she'd always be, been in the gym pretty by good. Lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. I think. And she's not super fast, so maybe I'm wrong about that. But I yeah. think she could. I think she could get to the stage where she wants to kind of kick your ass a little bit. Yeah. Like she's not really there. Okay. But I think she could. Like I yeah. think she could antagonize her enough. Yep. At least Ty does. Is there a field hockey <laughs> on it? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that you could pull that out of her. Yeah. On yeah. like a lacrosse field. Yep. I think that'd be kind of. Is fun. there field hockey around here? You know what? I don't know. There was up in uh, Albany. I don't think there is. Okay. I don't think I've ever covered field hockey. Interesting. Like uh, we have good friends like up north in Albany that play. And field hockey is a big thing. Oh, for sure. I did a story on field hockey one time, and I, I still don't really know anything about field hockey. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, but all the whole story was based off like when I went to a field hockey match, and the whistle blew. Like, no less than 150 times. <laughs> and I don't really know what it blew for. Yeah, yeah, So, like, yeah. if you know feel, but the whole, so I did the whole story about, like, every, like, three seconds there'd be a whistle. <laughs> I remember. And I don't Just remember exactly. Just sport apart. Well, not really. We tried yeah. to do it in a positive way, but okay. not, I forget how we framed it. But yeah. there was some good uh, field hockey well, up uh, that way. And props to field hockey players, because in terms of, like, back pain, I don't, like, I, I've never met, like, a, an, like, a retired field hockey player, but, like, I, I just feel like. <laughs> Dude, you're always hunched over. The, the the stick is so small, so your posture yeah, is just good all point. jacked up. I mean, sciatica problems until like you know, you when you turn 20, it seems like. Think, with field I, hockey. I'd like I gotta look field hockey up. I wonder how it became a thing. And now that lacrosse is a thing for females, especially. Yeah. Like. But if that field hockey is just a women's sport, though, right? Yeah, it is. There, yeah, yeah. There's not men well, playing. I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, I don't want to yeah. discriminate, but I, don't, I haven't seen I a, a men's field hockey thing. Let's get field hockey here on the show on Action Sports Jacks <laughs> on ESPN 69. Let's go around the NFL. Uh, Casey Kurtz, what's happening? Um, well, there's a lot happening, including a lot of teams fighting for a spot. Seven and six and six and seven is a good no, place to be or a like? dangerous place to be in the NFL. Was that a question? Are you making that a question or are you... Well, what no, was I was just that? telling you. That, that was my toss to you. He, he was trying to tee you up a little bit. Yeah. 
Okay. You were just supposed to say, yeah, Strike you're three. right, Brent. Around Strike the NFL, three. here we go. And, and Josh Hader retires Assad, and we're going back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got something along the lines of 7-6, and six, as it turns out. Uh, the Bills lost to the Bucks after scoring 24 in the second half. Are you worried about them since they are 7-6, and six, and you picked them to win the Super Bowl, Brent? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I think you should be worried about them making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, why not, right? Uh, I don't know what took so long to come to life. I do think there was a narrative I was watching, like, coming off the Jags game and in the airport about them not running the ball. Listen, people, they don't try to run the ball. Yeah. Like, so you can criticize them for not running the ball, but that's not who they are. And then they go score 24 and almost come back and win the football game. So, I mean, they, they're okay once they get cooking. But it's funny how it changes in this, yep. right, in this hiring process. McDermott, even earlier this year, when the Jags played the Bills, yeah. going up in that week, we're like, look what they've done. Look what they've done. <laughs> I mean, they're unbelievable. Josh Allen is yeah, And yeah, now, yeah. like, the last month, it's like, what are you doing? Like, how do you get this bad so quick, it appears? Oh, for sure. And so they're, they're I don't know if they're broken, but they're definitely fractured. I think it's just a case that you have to address the running game. You really do. Like, yes, Tom Brady, the GOAT, Tom Brady, 40-something years old. But, like, even Tom Brady's got Leonard Fournette right now. Yeah. Right? And it's made all the difference in the world. They're, they're putting this thing on Josh Allen's shoulders, and I still think Josh Allen's a top-five quarterback for sure. But set aside from Stephon Diggs, and, and, I, and I was very, you know, I, I was all intrigued about the receiving core. Their tight end, Dawson Knox, who I think is a, is a pretty dang good football player. But Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, you know, it's a good receiving core, but they have zero complimentary football from the running game. Like, yeah. n n no one is taking well, that Well, their complimentary football is Josh Allen running. You know, no, and, yeah, exactly. And, and that's what you get. So, I mean, that's got something to do with it. But also this, this Bill's defense, which we, and injuries are a thing, right? I mean, uh, uh, I lose White. And, and, uh, yeah, White, I'm sorry, Javis White for the year. So that makes a difference as well. But I mean, I don't think it's their problem. I don't think the defense is their problem as much right now. It's just I like, mean, can you find the offense? Jonathan said I had five touchdowns, though. Well, that's you know, that, I'm not saying they haven't had moments, but I would be more concerned about the consistency or lack thereof of their offense going all the way back to the Jags game. Yeah, and even all season, you know, they would be like, and then they score 45, and then they score 40, and then they score 60, 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 and then well, let's hope for you, Brent. Anyway, the Cowboys <laughs> nearly blew a 27-point lead to the football team. That continues to look bad. What's going on in Dallas? Eagles. Their defense Especially is the good. Eagles. Oh, the defense is fantastic. I'll tell you, I, I will say this, and I think it's a little bit of a, hey, have hope around Jacksonville. Look at Dallas's defense. And Jack's defense already is in a decent place, like a decent place. Sure. The Cowboys were awful last year. They were. You can go make a couple of good moves, and they made some really good moves. Well, I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons is ridiculous. Not Isaiah no, Simmons. Uh, Parsons. Um, thank you. Uh, Micah Parsons, thank you. And Diggs has been unreal. So if you yeah. get two guys playing like that, right, and take a step, then your defense is good. I, again, I, I think because their defense, actually, I think I can bide the time for the offense to, again, find consistency. But this defense is more of a known commodity this year. They're pretty good, and they're a takeaway machine. Yeah. I, I still think you have an offense that, yeah, you got Dak, you got C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Gallup. But this offense still runs through Ezekiel Elliott. And Elliott's really fell off here the past couple of weeks. Um, I think injuries are kind of a thing for him. Uh, you know, Tony Pollard's kind of stuffed up a little bit and filled in for him, especially in the receiving role. But, like, in terms of running the football, they just can't get it together, and it comes down to complimentary football again. I feel like I'm a, I'm a parent right now, repeating myself, but it's the truth. Um, 
you can only throw so much in this league, especially come playoff time, especially come colder weather time. You got to be able to be physical, and you got to be able to win in the trenches. And I feel like on the offensive side of the ball, the Cowboys have had trouble doing that. On defensive side of the ball, yeah, they're, they're going to be fine, and they're going to be in games because of it. But can they get Zeke going? Can they get more out of Tony Pollard in the run game, not the pass game? Hey, uh, Casey, before we move on there, do you think part of their problem, I'm going to bring you in, is that they have not decided if Zeke still is the guy yeah. or Pollard. And I know that's not like this new question, but it's still a question. And some of it's a little injury-based, beat up Zeke. Uh, Pollard, I think, was beat up last week. So, I mean, sooner or later, you got to kind of figure out who your bell cow is, right? Did we lose Casey? A lot going on back here, Brent. Uh, to answer your question... Uh, I have no idea what the question was. I think Tony Pollard might be better than Zeke, and he's more electric, and Zeke is just out there. Well, you didn't really know because there was a lot going on back there, but you answered the question anyway. That was perfect. Because you said Pollard might be better than Zeke. Yes. And that's exactly the point. Yeah. If you don't know, you, you gave this guy all the money, and for two years now, the other guy's really been outperforming him. Sure. And now you don't know which way you should go. It's kind of like having two quarterbacks, not as vital. But it's, yeah. it's a little bit like, okay, which quarterback should we go with? No, I mean, essentially it feels like, you know, I, I don't know, man. I still think Zeke's got a lot to give if he's healthy. But, like, you know, Mark Ingram was essentially the bell cow until Alvin Kamara got there. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, it was Alvin Kamara's offense. But, like, Ingram still had a, a pretty dominant role, you know, being the goal line guy, being the short yardage guy. I mean, I think with Zeke, like, I, I agree with you. I think Pollard is more explosive. I think he offers you more big playmaking ability. It's just he has so much, you know, such a big resume built up where it's like I think it's hard to justify if you're Jerry Jones or, or if you're Matt McCarthy to say, okay, well, sorry, Zeke, you're no longer the guy. I mean, he's just got, you know, he's, he's, he's like a captain. He's, he's one of the biggest names in that locker room. So I think it's hard to go away from a guy like that when he's built up that resume. Casey, you all right? Not really, but we'll continue on. Two different onside kicks recovered this week, the Ravens and the Cardinals, which is weird. And neither team scored in which they recovered the onside kicks. So the question is, which team needed to score more? Obviously, they both need to score to win. I understand that. But for the season and where they are, who needed to score more, the Ravens or the Cardinals? By the way, uh, all three or three of us picked the Ravens. One of us picked the Browns, and the guy that picked the Browns was 0-6 this week. Ouch. Is that you? Might be me. Were you own it's Prince. No, it wasn't me, and it wasn't Austin. And Brandon's been Brandon. MIA. Nah, it wasn't Brandon either. Brands. I went 0-6. Yeah. Brands. Browns, Bills, Bengals, Cardinals, Jets, Jets. Oh, Sorry. Why get this vendetta out for me? Oh, that doesn't usually get no. revealed until Friday, but he had to take well, a step because he's got so much going on. I mean, Brent, he's under the gun <laughs> back there, and so now he feels a little... Uh, he has to go throw a jab right well, now. No, Brent, that's not a jab. That's a self-inflicted haymaker to yourself. <laughs> Brent, 0-6. Well, I did pick the Jags. Yeah, I knew I was going to be off on there. that one. Yeah. Oh, and six. I'm gonna have to. I demand a recount. Go and listen to. Oh man. But anyway, I keep going. Sit next to you right now. You're oh and six. That's probably this. I think that's the second time that's happened to me this year. Oh. I didn't bring that one up. You did. Oh man, two times. I was just climbing six. into it. Did, oh. ever, did anybody have a really good week? Hey, Casey, go ahead and tell him. <laughs> yeah, Austin Lane uh, looks up? like one, two, three, four, five, and one. Ooh. Wow, we were that different on our picks. Big time different. Yeah. Yeah. I was four and two. Brandon. Uh, two and four. four. Four and two, Casey? You're four and two? Yeah. I'll okay. take yeah, Brett, He's still running away with it. I know he is. But you know what happens, Brett? The cream always rises to the top eventually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got four weeks left, and you're the first loser right now. <laughs> uh, the, uh, uh, by the way, I think there might have been, I thought I heard Levy say last night on Monday Night Football, there might have been four onside kicks this, this week that were recovered. 
That was oh, a crazy yeah. one the Arizona did. That's what I heard him say. I don't know. You might be more right than he is. Um, but either way, to your point, I would say Baltimore. Because Baltimore right now, they don't have Lamar. And to be able to pull that game out would have really, like, been one of these improbable wins for the Ravens. And they need it in the standings. I mean, let's be honest. The Cardinals yeah. are making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they are already they still have a game lead. Like, they did not need to win that game. Yeah. Uh, it's a seeding thing. But did you see the Cardinals actually? They're 3-3 three and three at home this year, and they're 7-0 and oh on the road. It makes zero sense. So maybe going on the road in the playoffs might not be a yeah, bad thing. Yeah, don't worry about that. I agree with Brent here. It's got to be Baltimore just because that division right now is so competitive. Cleveland's on the way up um obviously you gotta contend with cincinnati still you know pittsburgh yeah we'll see but uh yeah i mean the cardinals are going to the playoffs regardless i just love how we're talking about bets on or you know like our, our picks on tuesday because that needs to be done that was totally casey right no but no i'm, I'm being I serious go, Brent, Brent, i'm bringing it up monday go, at three hey, o'clock if Brent, i go six and Brent, oh i mean i'm a little mad at casey because if you go oh and six or six and oh i mean that's got to happen like to start the show off i'm just saying <laughs> that's got to be the, the headline of the show yeah there's were, were yeah. you guys on the kismet no <clears throat> Oh, okay, just check. We weren't. Good. Right. Okay. Any other questions? Okay, no, I, hey, okay. I rest my case. Okay. I see how that's okay. Uh, Corporate show, Brett Martin back, everybody. Last one, <laughs> Chiefs, Super Bowl favorites, yes or no? No. Uh, do you mean just out of the AFC? Nope, I mean in general. No. Like, going to it or obviously winning it then, right? Yeah, winning, winning yeah. it. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, uh, I, I don't know how right now you yeah. wouldn't put four teams from the NFC. Yeah. As the favorites, Because right? I mean, in the last three weeks, they've given up nine, nine, and nine. They blew out the, uh, the yeah. Raiders. That yeah. And by the way, they, and they survived like a bad part of the year and were still winning. And I think I brought this up last week. Like, I think they're second in the league in, in yards per game. Yeah. So their offense is still clicking. They just weren't scoring points. They finally did it. Listen, I, I get it. They're on the rise. They're probably, they're very good. They can be very good. Um, I'm just telling you, I would still take yeah. Green Bay, Tampa, Probably, uh, definitely Arizona, and maybe even the Rams. Arizona I'm not sure about Dallas. Yeah. But I, I think I would take even the Rams potentially over the Chiefs right now. So, man, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would take Green Bay over them. I would probably take Tampa Bay because to me it comes down to court. Like, I, I, I love Kyler Murray. I was on the Kyler Murray bandwagon last year. I don't trust him right now with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's like, fair. I, I think the Patrick Mahomes influence is still there, and I still trust Andy Reid. So I think the Chiefs could easily squeak into the third, maybe the same realm of Tampa Bay, but I'll go and say I think they're the third favorite right now, and then I felt to win the Super Bowl. I will say this, guys. I don't think I could say Like, I didn't want to say this on Twitter because it sounds so bad given the circumstances here in Jacksonville. But I wonder, like, not Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray was bad in the last couple minutes that game last night. Yeah. But I wonder, I see stuff when he was here Cliff Kingsbury mm -hmm. and last night where I question the coaching acumen sometimes they've got a super talented roster it's hard to question a coach who's 10 and 3 yes but I feel like I've seen it now in a couple of their games like that's a little like sketchy man is this guy gonna be able to come up with the big play the big call the big whatever yeah. in the big spot and if you really look back their offense has been just okay in this stretch their defense has really helped them out for the most part not necessarily last night yeah. but for the most part over the last month while Kyle Murray was out for a couple see, of but then I just see what they do with James Connor and just well, you know, I mean, I mean yeah so like I mean I get it can you push the right buttons at the right time and that that truth will, will I mean time will tell with that but, man, you, if you got Hopkins, you know, halfway healthy, you got Kyler Murray halfway healthy, and then you got that running game, what you got right now, and a pretty good defense, I mean, to me, it's hard not to push the right button. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I still believe in them. I'll just say, though, from Kyler Murray, you got, and I'm not a quarterback expert. I play on the other side of the ball. 
the way he falls back sometimes when he's throwing the football, yeah. it's like dangerous. Yeah. But very. you said you don't trust him maybe sometimes. I'm just, yeah. well, I guess what my point was, I'm not sure I trust Kingsbury sure. uh, as well. Yeah. All right, let's get Captain Rick Rouse on right now, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Thanks for hanging around. Captain Rick, what's happening on a Tuesday? How are you, Owen Six? <laughs> I wish you didn't hear that part, but hey, express, hey, man. hey, Captain Rick. It's trending. Captain Rick, you know us all about. You've gone fishing and come up empty sometimes. <laughs> oh, buddy. I mean to tell you more than once, too. Yeah, but I'm at least you got some I'm bites. You didn't get a bite going on six. You got zero <laughs> bites. There's, there's been there's been days when, when I come through the radio and I won't, I mean, I come through the jetties and I won't shut up on the radio, and there's days that I just kind of sneak through and let somebody else throw the boat for a day, I tell you. Well, let's talk a little fishing. Of course, the ocean was closed today. We've got a classic northeaster growing. It's uh, blowing. It's gray and it's gloomy and it's cool. Uh, feels good, but doesn't do anything for our shore boats for sure. They can't get out. But the inshore fishing pretty good today, Captain Robert Johnson. Had a customer that wanted to have a church fish fry, and the good Lord sure smiled on him. They had a bunch of yellowmouth trout. They had some sheep's head. They had a six-pound flounder. They had a three-pound flounder. They had their keeper redfish. Just a fantastic inshore day of fishing. Same thing up around this way as St. Augustine. More lots and more yellowmouth trout than we've seen. And God, I don't know how many years it's been since we saw this many, but there's plenty of them. Ocean is going to be closed again tomorrow, Brent, and probably on Thursday and Friday too. I don't see it calming down until at least we get to the weekend as these Northeasters always hang around a long time, particularly when they come on the full moon, which is an interesting thing to me. But there's one thing you can count on. We'll be back tomorrow to check on it again with another fishing report brought to you by CSS Landscapers. They are paying top dollars for top landscapers and Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Thank you, Brent. Captain Rick, don't go anywhere. i got to ask you this question real quick. Uh, this sounds like I would ask you what sounds like a dumb question. No dumb questions. When you say the ocean is closed, right? Like, what does that mean? Like, how do you know I mean, if you're yeah. a boater or a fisherman or whatever? Like, what's the alert? What's the hey? Like, you're not allowed out here. Well, I'm not mad no, that question. you you could go. No, and that's a very honest question. I I guess if you had the kismet, you you could go offshore today, <laughs> but it would take something almost that size. When we say the ocean's closed, we mean it's not navigable for. Uh, what we would consider small craft, which would be boats under about 40 feet. And that it's just a way of saying that it's just too rough to be out there. Now, there does come a time when the pilots uh, that bring the big ships in will actually close the port and won't let any ships to come through or anything to come through. But that's very extreme circumstances, usually uh, pre-hurricane or something like that. But for the most part, the ocean's closed just means it's too rough to go fishing. I appreciate it, Captain Rick. We call ourselves an educational program. Have a good night. <laughs> you got it, Brent. Thank you. All right. Uh, it's Captain Rick Riles for Sportsman Fishing Report each and every day. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. And on Saturday mornings, join the show at 7 a.m. on ESPN 690. All right, let's take a timeout. Uh, a couple more things from the Kismet, speaking of, uh, that uh, is docked in Jacksonville. We were on last night, met with Shad Khan, Mark Lamping. Uh, they had to say about the city, about uh, moving forward with the stadium, uh, everything else. That maybe isn't football-related. Uh, we talked a lot about that earlier in the show with Urban Meyer and, and Trevor Lawrence as well. Ten-year uh, anniversary of Shotcon owning this football team. i got to believe this. On the field, it's a pretty safe bet that the next ten years will be better. I mean, 41 and 116 is pretty bad. Yeah. And we do know that. And But I would bet that the next ten years 
will be at least better than that. I mean, the bar isn't the highest. No. I probably couldn't limbo underneath, underneath it right now. I'm going to so. ask you a question, okay. though, okay, that okay. might make your decision-making a little bit more difficult. Okay. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I know the organization and Urban Meyer and them are kind of like goofy and all over the place, but it's a combination of things. Yeah. It's a combination of things, and I think a coach that will come there will see that as a desirable opportunity and fit. But for whatever reason, Sean Khan had to make a splash and go hire Urban Meyer. I wouldn't have never hired Urban Meyer, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, by the way, that's Keyshawn Johnson. I think a lot of people said they wouldn't hire Urban Meyer. But it's really easy to say it right now. <laughs> well, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. And, Brent, I'm in the same boat. I thought Urban Meyer was an outside-the-box hiring. I thought it was going to be exciting, um, which it was. You know, during the preseason, but then obviously we're here now. Well, and, and here's the thing. I said this yeah. to you off air, actually, and I and I, I wonder about this. You know, some people criticize Shad. You know, it's the 10th year anniversary of owning the team today, yeah. uh, which I think is pretty significant. And um, I don't get caught up, by the way, in the whole, we'll talk a little bit more about some of this other stuff about, oh, he's not moving the team. I never thought he was moving the team. So, like, even that rhetoric and conversation didn't bother me. I never, I've always been a guy that's told you I don't think he's moving the team. So, like, I don't care. And I think he kind of reacted the same way. Like, yeah, that storyline doesn't bother me because I know. (laughs) know? But but what I said is, like, for people who don't think he wants to win, he he went out and paid. You know how many coaches you could have got for, like, three and a half, four million a year? Mm -hmm. And done it kind of like the normal way, if you will. And he did go outside the box and said, I'm going to go try to hit a grand slam. And sometimes you swing and miss when you and and was that the, was this the right time in the franchise to do that? Debatable. You can criticize, but you can't criticize at least that he was thinking big, dreaming big, trying to win big. And some people said this will never work. And you know what? Those people are looking like they're going to be right. Yes. But I think, see, I can appreciate him swinging for the fences. Now there's one other part of this, and we'll see what happens. But if he does pull the plug on it, especially. I think that speaks volumes about how much he wants to win because now you're eating big bucks yeah. and you're swallowing a little bit of your own pride because you went out and got this guy. And so uh, we'll see what he does, but he could make a huge statement if he doesn't retain Urban Meyer, I think, to the fan base. Uh, that's not what he's going to be after here. That's not the point of the offseason or January or whatever or the decision that he makes, but I think it could speak volumes and we would discuss it in that way if it does happen. It's just the fact, though, of if you're Urban Meyer, you went the Mike Malarkey approach, you know, more of, a, of an old-school type of guy, more of a quiet figure, you know, more of just um, kind of behind-the-scenes type of dude. Then you went with Gus Bradley, who was more of the in-your-face energy. Yeah, um, my personality. Personality, you know, just loud, boisterous. You went that direction. And keep in mind, I think Malarkey, I mean, you know, overall, I mean, he was more of just like the the all-around guy, but he's more of an offensive-minded coach. Well, then you go with a defensive-minded coach um, in Gus Bradley. Then you switch that tune and go more of a, uh, of a I don't want to say conservative approach, but more of a quiet approach again with Doug Marone. And then you make the splash with Tom Coughlin, and you, and you try to go a little bit old school, try to relive some of the glory days with that. And guess what? It worked for a year, but then, you know, that went away. And now you go with another offensive guy and the outside-the-box guy, the, the, the exciting guy in Urban Meyer. Assuming that that doesn't work out, 
and maybe, you know, towards the end of the season, we're talking about the writing on the wall, maybe Urban Meyer's gone. Well, then where do you go after that? What, what, what card do you pull next? That's a great question and one I've asked myself. Yeah. You've, uh, you've gone old school, czar, uh, everything you just said, right? Yeah. You've gone new, you've gone old, you've gone stern, you've gone personality, you've gone big college guy. It, where do you go next? That's a Former player question. and media mogul, Austin <laughs> Brett Martin. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> me, uh, me do I. <laughs> me do I. But I, I will say what I do wonder, and this is really weird because this is a guy who shoots for the stars. Yeah. But I kind of in a strange way feel like... <laughs> And I, I didn't like this when you suggested it, but you were right. Oh, yeah. That they should have gone and got Ron Rivera. Yeah. Because I, at least know I'm going to get seven or eight wins a year. Sure. Like, Marvin Lewis might be a good move. Like, Jim Caldwell, guys that are going to at least get you some wins in the league and get you back to mediocrity and then maybe have a nice, if you can put stuff around it, then they can really go. I mean, that's what you need right now. But, I, I mean, we're to the... Again, this is where I was the most strong that maybe I've ever been yeah. about Urban Meyer. Is that I didn't think he had 2-15 and 15 or 3-14 and 14 in his DNA in anything. Mm -hmm. I don't care if he had never coached in the NFL or not. Heck, you could give me a third-string quarterback, and I didn't think he would have 2-15 and 15 in him or 3-14 and 14 in him. Yeah. That is the most stunning thing to me about this. And so, yeah, I do think you kind of wonder where do you go from here if you're shot. I just asked this question because um, I asked you earlier, will they have a better record the next decade? And I think the obvious answer is yes. Yes. But what do I give you? In this 10 years, they've had a 41-116 record, but they did have the one pop to the AFC Championship game. Well, it's more likely. Do they have a better record or do they get another visit to the AFC Championship Ooh. game over the next decade? Ooh, that's a good question. Man. Because there's not a lot of faith right now in this organization. But keep in mind, like, 41 and 116 is really almost hard to do. Yeah. And it's hard to be this down on your luck, if you will. Um, but it's also hard to get to an AFC Championship game. Yeah. I should have actually put it. Let me, I should have worded it different. What's harder? Yeah. <laughs> get to the AFC Championship game once or be in 41 and 116 again? Well, let me ask you this about the uh, 2017 AFC Championship game. This is something we never really talked about. You, you cover that team. You know that roster in and out. In terms of the AFC, in terms of talent, where did that roster rank? And I'm talking about on offense and defense. Like, I, I, I'm oh. talking from, from, from every starter on offense and defense, throw special teams in there too. Do you think it was the second to best? You know, second? I think Pittsburgh was better than them on paper. Okay. Um, I forget about the AFC West at the time. Yeah. Like, that wasn't the Chiefs and Mahomes. No. It was Alex Smith. And yeah. So, uh, I don't think... I, I remember Pittsburgh was better on paper. Okay, yeah. Here's what I will guarantee you, and I'll tell you, and I'll say this to the day I die. And I knew this going in. The Patriots roster was not better. Yeah. The Jags were better. Okay. The Jags had a better... Now, they had Brady and Belichick, but yeah. they were clearly better on paper and on, on position by position than New England Patriots and almost played out that way but Brady and Belichick got the better of So you would say I mean they they were a top uh, I think top they were two top, well, top top 3 at the very worst uh, yeah, in the NFL I, I in terms of the AFC. One. So okay, let's just put them in the top, top three. 3 or 3 okay. or 4. Okay. 
So then, when you say that, it's yeah. so hard, man, because the quarterback, they weren't. No, no, I, I know. You know? I know. But their defense, they but were. They were the, the best in the league defensively. Yeah. And this is what I'm trying to get at here is, theoretically, can we see this team in the next decade regain a top three, a top two roster in the AFC and the NFL? Yeah. Not sure. Yeah, no, that's a good I would, I, I would definitely pick the, the the better record by a long shot. I think than I would, but by a lot than I would actually the. Yeah, and probably I probably phrase it wrong. I mean, yeah. because it's harder to get. There are a lot of teams that do pretty well and still don't get to the AFC Championship yeah. game. So you can win more than four games a season yeah. and obviously not get there. You can win eight a season and not get there. Mm -hmm. I think what might be harder to do is what the Jags did. To have yeah. that few wins in a decade, and. Have that still be able to have that one year where they popped and yeah. not sustain it for anything. And Shad Khan said that last night. The kids, he said, the kismet. He said, listen, we need to get the quarterback. We need to sustain and keep our talent. That was very interesting, by the way. He talked to Jalen Ramsey last week. Really? Yeah. Um, and he huh. said uh, that he has a great relationship with Jalen. Yeah. I'll give you more on that when we come back. Let's yeah. take a break. Action Sports Jacks <laughs> what a on tease. ESPN 690. Uh, yeah, uh, more on what Shad Khan said about Jalen Ramsey huh. uh, and uh, what else he said about the city and the stadium as we put a bow on the Kismet conversation. Live from Top Golf. Tuesdays at Top Golf right here on ESPN 690. I don't see Urban Meyer being fired. And the reason why is, number one, Urban spoke with some conviction at that presser where it gave off the feeling that a, a person who felt like he didn't have job security wouldn't speak with that type of tone or conviction. Secondly, Shaq Khan has owned this team for 10 years now. And when you think about it, Urban is his fourth head coach. Jacksonville has had one season over 500. So instead of going for a guy like Eric Bieniemy, when you talk about how you're going to build for your quarterback in the future, a guy that's coached Patrick Mahomes, you decide to go for a college coach. And I know there have been a series of things that have gone on inside the organization from the outside perspective that could be used against Urban Meyer, but that's his decision as owner. That is Jay Williams from ESPN. You can listen to him in the morning, ESPN, 6.30, 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Hey, listen to us every afternoon, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Brent Arnaud, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on Tuesday from Top Golf. Love the heater, by the way. Oh. The heater's the best. Do you have a couple of these in the backyard or anything? <laughs> I know, but I'm thinking uh, of putting them in. Does, does the Kismet have a couple I, uh, of those heaters? I don't know. Probably. All right. All right. Uh, no, they're, they're the real deal. Uh, so you were surprised by this. Shad Khan had a conversation with Jalen Ramsey. I'm, I'm extremely last surprised. Why yes. does that surprise you so much? I, I mean, actually wondered when I was there if they would talk. Just the way that it ended, you know, where Shad Khan kind of stuck up for him and said that he's playing this weekend or he's playing I guess it was Thursday right is that the Titans game or yeah. not yeah where he's playing Thursday and then lo and behold Jalen Ramsey doesn't play so Shad Khan looked kind of bad in that yeah um so I, I just feel like you know if you're the author of making Shad Khan look bad you, you probably go your separate ways and never talk again that's that's what I figured yeah that that's a good call too I, I don't um I didn't think about that situation yeah. as much. See, like, that's, I, I thought that's, of the, right, that's why you needed me there, but it's okay. <laughs> I thought about the whole situation. Sure. But I didn't really think about, like, that specific situation. That was a little bit of business and gamesmanship, and I guess in business, maybe you don't hold the grudge, you know, to Yeah, but to point. how many times do billionaires enjoy looking wrong or, or looking to be telling a lie? Yeah. Um, well, and here's why. 
okay? okay. Here's what I think happened. Uh, again, we have a little bit of different view on that anyway. I don't. I think he was the heavy in that situation, yeah, Shad was. Yeah. And I think he forced him into basically either play or don't, you know? Um, and, and then Jalen had to fake the back or whatever the back. And, and then, but here's why I don't think there's bad blood and animosity. One is because it certainly showcases the screaming match that took place after that Houston game was not with Shad. Correct. Right? And aimed at Shad. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why then he asked for the trade. But he said about Jalen, we talked to him last week. I have no beef with him. I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. I like him. He was a key part. What we got for him in draft capital is what he was saying. I think he felt like from a business deal, mm -hmm. they got a lot. Yeah. Now, what he said is what we do with it, that's our issue. <laughs> yeah. And so he obviously admits that they haven't turned it into enough. But at the value of the actual move, it was a very good value, which everybody did kind of say that no, at the sure, time. For sure. uh, he was a key part of making sure we got what we valued is what he ended up saying. And yeah. so I think this is a little bit of that. It's like from a business deal, hey, he got what we want. He, he wanted. We got what we wanted. We didn't do anything with it. But we actually, on the value of the trade, got what we wanted. I think this is also going back and saying, listen, we value players. I think if this gets out there to from a from somebody else who wants to come to Jacksonville, we value players. And even a guy that is perceived to be someone that we don't value and get along with, we like him. We respect him. Yeah. We appreciate him. Yeah. We thank him for what he did here. No, I think that's, that's actually a pretty powerful moment from Shotgun. That's that's admirable. It really is. Because I mean, listen, I, I don't know. Well, I'm not friends with any billionaires, and I really don't know any billionaires uh, besides Shad Khan. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I know there's got to be some kind of ego with it. And, and I think if you feel wrong by somebody, I mean, you know, I know people with a lot less money that have held grudges longer than that for lesser, you know, than, than what happened with Jalen Ramsey. So, no, I mean, that's that's a testament to, you know, I guess just the, the whole makeup of Shad Khan and, um, I don't want to say even forgiving Jalen Ramsey because I don't think it was good. No. It, it didn't. It didn't warrant forgiving. But the fact that I guess you found some common ground and you still you know support him and you're happy with what he's doing. I mean, yeah, that does say a lot. I think from a player standpoint, it says a lot too. You once talked. To, you once thought of the NFL like this. Now you kind of cover it in a different way, yeah. and so you feel maybe a lot more of the emotion. But you cover. You were in it as a business. Yes. And you knew it was a business. Yes. I think when we cover the league and we see games and people are fans and their emotions are involved, it's emotional. It's, it's, it's exactly what I just said. But for people inside, it's still a business. It's emotional. You have your highs and lows, but it is a business. And I think from a business standpoint, there's some respect there, and it's not as petty as maybe we all thought it was internally even though it's petty on the outside, the relationship with the Ramsey, for Jalen Ramsey, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, there's definitely, and I've been in some locker rooms where the relationships that they've soured just from, you know, whatever, some drama. But at the same time, I mean, it, it does say a lot where if if it's water at the bridge and you're willing to let bygones be bygones, then all means. And I think it says a little bit about Jalen Ramsey, but it says a lot about Shad Khan as yeah. well. All right, so, uh, our 10-year anniversary of Shad Khan. Uh, a little conversation on the kismet. This is, I think, the most powerful one. Yep. He said, what gives me the feeling and what I like about Jacksonville, there's a vacuum here. There's a football team here. And as an owner, I can move the needle. How many times do you get a chance to move a needle in a good way in a great American city? Very rarely. Yep. That's the power here. Yep. And that is the belief of Shad Khan. That capsulates our conversation yesterday on the kismet. Yeah. He has a lot of hope for this city, this franchise. He respects the fans, I think. I think he respects the, the people here. Um, 
and, and he wants it to work. Now we get to find out over the next 10, 10 years if it will. One last question for you. When you found yourself on the Kismet, I can only assume it was an open bar. And I assume there was a lot of shelves. Assume there's probably 15 shelves on that Kismet. In terms of the open bar, are we talking middle shelf? Are we talking the very top shelf? <laughs> what kind of shelves are we talking about here? We, we, we ain't going to the bottom. We're talking we, top shelf. We, 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 we ain't bending over to get these these bottles. Top shelf, but I, oh, had a TV, wow. I had a TV show to do, so I didn't even have a drink. Casey, here in that top shelf? Yeah, top yeah, shelf. Uh, real quick, did he actually say beef when you asked him about Jalen? Like he, he said that? He did. I didn't ask him about it, but he, uh, said, yes, beef? he said beef. Sean Khan says beef? Yeah, he did. That's Hear awesome. that? Uh, a billionaire is just like me. <laughs> I like that. In not a lot of ways. That, that just broke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, he ain't owing well, he's owing six and yeah, he's six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 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 six the last six races. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> All right. That'll do it Tuesday from Top Golf. We'll do it again next week. Uh, we'll see you back tomorrow. In fact, I'm going to be out at Extreme Wings Sports Grill in Roosevelt Boulevard on a Wednesday instead of Friday this week. So come on out at 3 o'clock. Have a good night, everybody. For Casey Kurtz, Austin Lane, I'm Brett Martin. Cleon TV. CBS 47 Fox News.